Okay, Ashley, I want to thank you, first of all, for making time. You are the resident director of Hamilton, which is coming to Austin. We are all super excited about that. But before we talk about Hamilton, I really want to learn about you, especially for some of our younger listeners who might be aspiring for a career in the arts. What does it mean to be a resident director? Um, And since you are extra fancy, because as I understand it, you are a native Austinite, right? I am. Yeah. Okay. Then I want all the scoopage, you know, where you went to school and what you studied um, and how that journey really evolved for you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm from Austin. I went to Kiker Elementary. I grew up in Circle C in South Austin. And then I went to Bowie High School, which had an amazing theater program. And it was actually while at Bowie that I discovered I wanted to be a director. So I was really young and I was given the opportunity, even in high school, to start directing my peers, to do one acts and sort of be an assistant teacher for the acting class. And so I was sold from then on. And I was like, directing is my thing. Um, which is that's incredible. Like you were immediately drawn to directing, whereas a lot of people want to be the center of attention. They want to be on stage. That wasn't the case for you. No, I really like in a weird way, the director is also the center of attention, but in their own kind of, I think I was interested in like the inner life of an actor, but I also really loved design and I really loved storytelling and the writing. And I realized that if I was the director, I could have my hand in all of the different pots and sort of be involved in all of the decision-making and creating the piece. Yeah, I mean, that's really where where sort of the creative vision and the creative control is, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think a lot of people, you know, you're looking at the actors on a stage um, and they're, you know, they're embodying the story. But as a director, you must be looking at it. And I'm just trying to imagine, I have no experience with this. You would see it one way and you'd think, oh, I want to convey that differently. I want them to do it this way. Or, I mean, it, there just must be infinite choices with that, with that kind of a, a role. It must be really hard. It is hard. Uh, and definitely a thing that I've spent the last, you know, 15 years like working on. And I like it because you can never much like acting, you can never like max out at being good at directing because there are a million different choices to make and also a different way to communicate with each different actor and with each different process. And you know, normally I do a couple of shows a year. Like I only work on a play for two months and then I go on to the next musical, the next thing. Um, so Hamilton is really different and that I get to sort of build relationships and work on the same material for years. Oh, wow. So that is a that is a whole new thing. Wow. I I didn't realize that you spent um, that, you know, condensed amount of time like it must be condensed and intense and then on to the next. And now you're like, it must feel really expansive this this time you're spending with Hamilton. Well, I realized it was making me sad a little bit that a director's job is kind of done after opening night. So I spend so much time dreaming of the process and assembling all the people and like scheming with the designers and the actors to make the best version of the show. But then once we open, my job is mostly done. You know, there's some maintaining, there might be understudy rehearsals. Uh, If you're lucky enough to run long enough to put new people into the show, you'll come back and do that. Um, But one thing that really drew me to the resident director position at Hamilton, to circle back to your other question, is that it does allow for a very like in-depth, continuous process where I'm directing the same people and living and working full-time with the tour um, rather than it's sort of like open and I'm done. So I'm always rehearsing new people, but I also note the show a couple of times a week and continue 
finessing and exploring and diving into the material um, with our actors who do the show every night. And what is that like to be directing a show that is actually it's someone else's vision that you're trying um, to, um, you know, maintain and uphold. But at the same time, uh, you want to put your spin on it, too. Right. What is that? What is that process like? You know, it's actually really interesting. And I think something I could only do for a show that I was really passionate about artistically, like because Hamilton is so, I think it's so brilliantly made and the writing is so great. There's a lot to, there's a lot of depth to kind of plumb with the actors. And at first I was definitely like, well, someone teach me the rules to Hamilton. So I know that I'm directing it well. Um, But Tommy Kale, the original director is actually very, um, generous with, um, trust and with allowing us to find our own way through the material. And there are certain things that are set. And I think my role is a lot like the actors and that I'm given parameters and then there's freedom within those parameters. Um, so there's certainly space to bring my own, you know, there's a different resident director for each production of Hamilton, of which there are several in this country and one on the West end and one in Australia. And I think each production is a little bit distinct because the resident director is working with those unique actors to kind of create our best version of the show. So we're not trying to do exactly what the original Broadway cast did. Um, Our understudies don't try to recreate exactly what the onstage principles do. There's definitely a trust and a freedom to find the best version of everything distinct to these humans and with me and my process. Which makes so much sense because if you're all, if you're trying to emulate something, you know, perfectly, there goes your freedom, there goes your relaxation, there goes your ability to really connect and do your best work, right? Yeah, totally. And in a weird way, I think, you know, how like the more constraints put on you, it requires you to be creative. I think like, you know, if someone's like, draw a picture and you're like, I don't know what to draw. But if someone's like, draw a seahorse that's upside down or something, you begin to have like ideas right? in some way, because there's much that's given with the material of Hamilton and the original direction. I actually feel a lot of freedom in figuring out, Oh, what is the best kind of, you know, solution to this moment with these people knowing the certain things are given. That is a really good way of looking at it. I I wouldn't have thought about that if you hadn't said it out loud and it makes perfect sense. So what is it like for you, Ashley? I mean, you have basically come home with one of the best productions ever. I mean, that has got to be incredibly surreal. And, you know, and maybe we should explore a little bit the journey between you got started early in high school um, and then went to college and, you know, it didn't this didn't happen overnight. I imagine you've been working at this for a really long time. But what a moment. It definitely, thank you for saying that. It is surreal. I I mean, I went to, we're going to play Bass Concert Hall and that's where I started going to musicals as a kid. Um, my grandma would take my whole family and I was seeing, you know, the Phantom of the Opera tour every year. I was falling asleep a lot at first when I was little. And then when I could like stay up for all of Phantom of the Opera, I knew that I was evolving as a theater goer. <laughs> um, my parents didn't have to like carry me to the car. But that space means a lot to me. And I'm very excited to be backstage bringing a show to Austin in the same place where I used to be so excited to go sit as an audience member. Yeah, Uh, that's got to be intense. Yeah, I like want to pinch myself thinking about it. Um, But between my, you know, formative high school experience, I went to OU for college um, and I continued doing a lot of directing there. And then I moved straight to New York after that. Um, And I just kind of found my way, you know, you begin directing small things and then that brings you up to like bigger things and if you just keep building connections everywhere you go 
I had the good fortune to assist and direct the musical Fun Home on Broadway. Um, and that, um, working on that and the national tour sort of allowed sort of a stamp of credibility on my resume. So then uh, people who were writing great musicals and wanted to develop new work might, um, you know, reach out to me and people began to ask me to direct more musicals based on some of my just assisting work. Um, and so that kind of opened new doors and um, I did a couple more shows on Broadway and then I was like, I want to work on Hamilton. So I just uh, sort of put set my sights in that direction. And I've had a lot of luck along the way, a lot of really good fortune and a lot of people very generous to kind of mentor me and help me navigate a career as a director. Well, it does help so much to have those people who say, oh, I see something in you and I want to help develop that in you, particularly with such a competitive field. I mean, you know, um, I get what you're saying and it sounds like you just kept plugging away at it and working at it and working at it, but it's, it's gotta be hard, you know, like it's gotta be like everybody's, there's a lot of people competing for um, a limited amount of productions. And we haven't even talked about what the pandemic meant for that, but just, you know, just in general living in New York um, and, you know, being among a lot of other people who want to direct as well. Is that a community that, is it supportive of each other or, you know, are there some people that, um, you know, that, that aren't generous, I guess, with, yeah. with their time. It's definitely uh, competitive and, uh, but it's very supportive. And I have lots of director friends who, if I'm not available for something, I'll, you know, recommend them or pass something their way. And the nice. same to me, some of my favorite projects have come from when people I know had to drop out at the last minute. Um, and then I'm like, oh, I'm free, you know, and they're like, just sort of, swap positions with me. So I think it's very supportive. And Oh, good. That makes sense. So yeah. how did you set your sights on Hamilton? You, so, you, so like you wanted that, you went for it. And what did that mean? Um, well, I saw uh, someone forwarded me the job description for the resident director post. And it was right after I was working on the Broadway play Indecent. And I had had the chance to, I did that on Broadway. And then we remounted it with um, a Boston production and an LA production. And in those, I was teaching the show to new actors. It was like a mixture of our Broadway company and new people. And I realized I really loved teaching material um, to new people. And it's sort of, if I really believed in the piece being like finding the new version, like I was saying with them. Um, and I was very sad to leave when we opened. And that's kind of how I knew once I saw the posting for Hamilton and that it was a resident director, I was like, let me try that for a year. Let me leave New York and go on tour. Yeah. And so I just found Tommy Kale's email address through a friend and I just cold emailed and was like, I think I'd be great. Here's why. And they, they didn't, it didn't work out at that time, but about a year later, he followed up and I began the interview process and it all just really timed out well and worked. Oh, I love that. I love that you reached out and you heard crickets and then later it manifested. Yeah. I do think manifesting has something to do with it because I just said out loud for like a year and a half, well, what I would really like to do is be the resident director of Hamilton. And then eventually... I just sort of the chips fell into place for me. I love that. I love that you named it and you called it out. And um, I think that's so important. And I think a lot of people are afraid to say it because then then if it doesn't happen, there's disappointment and they said it out loud. But but even if it doesn't happen, like I think you've, you've got to first feel it and believe it in yourself and not be afraid to say it. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, before we move on, is there anything that you want to say, Ashley, because we're kind of on this thread of um, 
what it takes to have a career in the arts, at least in the term in, in in the directing side. If someone younger is listening and they're feeling like this is the direction they want to go, and maybe their parents aren't totally excited for them about it, is there anything that you want to say? Anything you want that um, younger person to know from the position that you sit in? Yeah. I mean, I would just encourage, I was that young person back in the day. And I think just encouraging everyone to keep believing in yourself. And that's the most important thing. You know, everyone will have their opinions. Many parents think a career in the arts and theater specifically is not viable. It's never going to be, you'll never be financially comfortable. It's going to be too hard. Um, But as the only person who really has to have faith that it's going to work out is you. And so I think if anyone believes that this, you know, an artistic path is right for them just to not give up on that dream. And I think in the end, if you're willing to not give up like persistence and patience and talent always works out in the end, I kind of think I've had, I feel very fortunate that I'm in my early mid thirties and like have a, a successful career where I get to make my living as a theater director, but I think as long as you don't give up and you're willing to stay in for the long haul, um, that it's possible for anyone to pursue that dream. Well said. So now on to this production of Hamilton, which is coming to Bass Concert Hall December 7th. It'll be here through the 19th. What would you like people to know um, about this? And this is the this is a kind of amazing. This is the first U.S. tour, right? Yes, we are the first national tour. So we were the first production that opened after the Broadway original company. And this is actually the first production that is going to be at Bass Concert Hall in like 21 months. So what a way to kick off getting back to the theater. Um, This is this. I mean, I get chills actually just thinking about it, Ashley. So what um, what would you like to share about this production of Hamilton? Um, I don't know. I feel like because of the pandemic, a lot of people might be familiar with the Disney Plus filmed version of the original company that came out, um, which I think is really exciting that now people are getting this like other avenue into experiencing the show. But I think there's no substitute for the live, the intensity of the production live. You know, it's very every time I sit in the audience, I'm like, it's so loud. It's like a rock concert and the performers and the dancers and the actors are giving so much energy from the stage that I feel like the, I'm just always amazed by the impact of the show. Sometimes it's like exploding off of the stage, which you obviously can't get that same experience um, from watching the recorded Disney version, even though that version is amazing. No, you're quite right. And I love that phrase exploding off of the stage. That's true. I remember seeing um, Hamilton and just like not even knowing where to look, you know, just like there was so much happening that it that I just thought this is this has to be seen more than once to really appreciate all the nuggets it contains. Yeah, I've seen it hundreds of times and I still notice things that I haven't quite noticed before, because if there's a moment where my eyes are kind of usually always drawn to one place. There's like some amazing thing an ensemble member is doing like up on the surround, like our second level or in a corner that I'll catch. And I'll be like, have they always, is that in the show? That's so good. There's just so much happening. Yeah. Wow. That's incredible. So, um, so how are you feeling about it? I mean, like, you know, if I don't, this is an unfair question to ask, is there anything um, that you're a little bit worried about? Like as the resident director, you know, putting the whole thing together. Well, I guess what keeps you up at night is sort of what I want to know. <laughs> Um, you know, things I usually don't like to tell people about keep me up. (laughs) (laughs) And you don't have to share it if you don't feel comfortable. I don't mean to put you on the spot, but sometimes I do think, um, I I do think it's interesting to get as much of a behind the scenes feel as you can, just because when you see the show, 
It's so amazing. You know, it has so many moving parts that come together to deliver an experience. Yeah. I think one thing that probably people who come to see the show don't have a, I didn't have a full understanding of when I was more of an audience member is just how many people in our um, company who aren't in the regular onstage company we have, you know, we call them uh, the delegates, but there are swings, our standbys and our covers, all people who are either in the ensemble or spend the show offstage, but are ready to go on at a moment's notice for any of the tracks. Um, so we have amazing people who cover like four or five of the tracks in the show. Um, and that is a lot of my work is just making sure that those incredible performers are ready. You know, sometimes a mid show something, we have an injury, something happens and they'll have like two minutes notice and they're on for Hamilton, you know, and so making sure that those performers are, uh, it takes an extraordinary human to fill those shoes. And we have a dozen of them. Um, but we do a lot of rehearsing and that's what I'm doing right now. I'm in a rehearsal on stage at the moment with our covers and our swings. Um, wow. I, I had no idea like roles and it's kind of incredible the way they can keep separate in their brain tonight. They're on for Hamilton tomorrow. They're on for Burr. They could also do Madison Jefferson. Um, yeah. That is absolutely extraordinary. I never knew that that was even possible or, or necessary, but that's wild. Yeah. Well, our show is very long and very hard and it takes a physical toll on the body and people just have vacation days and, you know, we'll, we need coverage to make sure that the show happens, you know, at the highest level every night. Sure. And you're almost, you almost have to expect the unexpected, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Okay, Ashley, um, if I wasn't already excited and I was, I'm even more excited to see Hamilton now. So I just want to um, remind everybody that December 7th through the 19th is when Hamilton is going to be at Bass Concert Hall and tickets are available at broadwayinaustin.com. And, and Ashley, we want to emphasize people really being careful about where they're getting their tickets, right? Because of um, of counterfeiting issues and things like that. So Broadway in Austin dot com or texasperformingarts.org. Those are really the two places that we want people to go, right? Yes. Okay. So just in case there's anything I missed, is there anything else that you want people to know about um, this first U.S. tour of Hamilton that you are directing having come home to Austin? This is just super exciting on so many levels. Um, I'm going to be thinking about you when I, when I see it. That's for sure. Are you yeah. going to be in the audience or you're going to be tucked behind in the wing? Like, you know, I'm just making I sure. I'm all over the place. Sometimes I watch from the back of the house. Sometimes I'm standing in the wings. Sometimes I watch, I have a monitor in my dressing room. Sometimes I'm in rehearsal during the show. Um, but tell me when you're coming and I'll, I'll come out and say hi to you. Okay, fantastic. I'm totally looking forward to it. So I'll let you run, Ashley, even though I could talk to you for another 30 minutes easy, but I know you've got a lot to do. So thank you so much for your time and looking forward to Hamilton. Thank you. I appreciate your time. It's really nice chatting.